This is episode 252. Are you a yes man or a yes woman? And find it hard to say no. It can feel like you're risking everything when you put a hard no down for people and so you just kind of don't do it. You say yes to everything and suffer the consequences of stress, overwhelm, of eating and drinking and doing things you'd rather not. And then, of course, the self-betrayal that comes with letting yourself down because you really did want to say no. In this episode, I talk about the why behind why it's so hard to say no and how to build yourself up to start saying it in a less risky way that leads to you creating the outcomes that you really want. So let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. Hey, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. I am glad you're here and hanging out with me because in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And a big factor in trying to be able to achieve that is the ability to say no to put a boundary in place, to say, you know what, this isn't for me and be okay in that space. And the reason I want to talk about why you are possibly so bad at saying no, and many people are really bad at saying no, and it's a really uh, destructive element to their health journey because whilst they're, you know, buying the product or seeing the nutritionist or seeing the doctor or whatever, they're like, yeah, I'd love to be a healthy person. Or another good one is that being at the personal trainer, they're like, yeah, yeah, I really want to achieve these goals and I want to lose this weight and I want to develop this muscle and I want to feel good and healthy in my body and amazing. As soon as you walk out the door and go back to your life, you kind of forget about all of that excitement because your day-to-day life doesn't produce that excitement. Now, for me, working in a cancer hospital, this is one of the things that was a light bulb moment for me is that I, when I realized people get cancer out in the world, in their homes, in their jobs, you know, in the world, and then they come to the hospital and then we try and do what we can in a cancer context to help them. And then we send them back to the same life, right? When you're sitting in a hospital and you feel terrible, of course you want to get well. There's reminders everywhere that this is terrifyingly life-threatening and possibly lethal. But when you go back to your life, sure, for the first few weeks or the first few months, it's like, oh, I've got to be really healthy. And then things start to slip. Their level of priority and importance slips down you know, the list. And so we have to change this, right? We have to change this. We have to figure out how to create a context of which we can maintain the same boundaries and the same structure and the same agreements with ourselves about how we want to show up without all of that stuff being around. And one of the problems is that we as pack animals. We're surrounded by people that basically chip away at us. They basically say, no, eat this, drink that. And you might be the person on Friday night that is like, oh, you know, I really love a red wine and I love to get loose and, you know, everybody knows me as the person that gets loose. And then you start to try and put a no boundary in for drinking and people start being like, oi, what are you doing? Have a drink. Don't be a loser. Don't be a dickhead, you know? Um, oh, what are you trying to lose weight? You know, and they'll start judging you. And so the, the, the fundamental reality of being a human is that we are pack animals. Even if you're an introvert, we are pack animals. And so the pack that we identify with the most is usually our friends, colleagues, and uh, and obviously family, the people we live with uh, and the people we don't live with in our family too. And so it's really hard to say no because there's a risk to your survival, to your core biology, 
right? Which is that you might be abandoned by the pack or the tribe, which means you're on your own. And being on your own as a pack animal is a very dangerous thing, right? Because you are susceptible to being judged, to, to being alone, to being outcast, to not fitting in and not belonging. And many people have this story that they don't belong. So in order for you to say no, you have to risk not belonging. And that's terrifying, right? It, on a superficial level, it might be just like, yeah, suck it up. But at a core level, the idea that you'd no longer are part of the, the pride or the, the pack or the what, whichever group animal word you want to use is really scary because we survive as a, a family unit, as a group of friends, as a pack of people, as a community. We survive together. and so. It's hard to say no because being rejected from the pack is really difficult. But there's a couple of things to to weigh up here, right? Is that one, are we telling people no and setting boundaries in a correct way? Which the answer is probably no for many people. It might just be like, piss off, I'm doing this. This is I'm trying to get I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to f- fix myself. Go away. You know, or maybe when people say, Why aren't you do why are you doing this or why aren't you doing that? And you start to be like, oh, mm, uh, uh, not sure. I just, I can't do it. And then somebody just hands you a drink or hands you a cake or a chocolate. And then you're just like, oh, well, I'm shit anyway. You know, I guess I'll try again tomorrow. P.S. Tomorrow never comes. <laughs> right. So you're possibly not good at communicating your no. You're all, you're also susceptible to the, the strength of the judgment of the people around you. Um, and so when we're in a social situation, we can fall victim to swallowing our no and also swallowing a wine or a block of chocolate or a bag of Doritos or whatever the thing is, right? So the reason that we need to get clear on why it's so hard to say no, why you can't say no, is because understanding why it's hard to say no, and I want you to spend some time thinking about this, why is it hard for me to say no, even in the company of yourself, which is often where it's the most difficult to say no, right? Why is it hard for me to say no? What does it mean if, if I don't do the thing or I don't eat the thing or I don't drink the thing? What does that mean? And the other question you might ask, because developing self-awareness is step one of all of this journey, the other question you might ask is, what benefit do I get from doing it? And the answer to that one is easy in a social situation because it's the benefit I get is acceptance. I feel like I'm a part of the crew. You know, I'm, people like me. I don't get judged. I avoid embarrassment. There's a lot of good things, right? But especially when you're on your own, what is the benefit to doing this, right? Because there will be some benefits. If there wasn't more benefits than there was uh, drawbacks, then you wouldn't do it, right? That's why, we, that's why we indulge or engage in behaviors and cycles and patterns that aren't helpful because whether or not it's, you know, on the outside, you can judge as, as a healthy behavior or a harmful behavior. To you as an individual, there's more benefits than there is drawbacks. That's why you do it. Even if on the outside, somebody would say, that's not a healthy choice. It's like, yeah, but there's other benefits outside of just health and wellness that I get from this. So investigate that. So you need to figure out this kind of information about yourself so that you can understand why I find it difficult to say no. Because the next thing is learning to say no or or yes, depending on the context, but learning to say the thing that you don't normally say, right? Because, you know, we hear this thing all the time that, oh, cancer runs in my family or obesity runs in my family or I've got bad genes or, you know, everyone in my family's got this. And you know what? The reality is that that's not really true. That's quite an inaccurate statement for almost all people. Not everybody. A small subset of people really do have bad luck with their genes. But the reality is that most people learn behaviors and belief systems from the tribe that they are a part of. And there's been studies done around this where they found that even adopted children 
suffered the same fate as the family, right? Adopted, different genes, right? And that fate being disease or obesity, right? And so we're in this situation where it's, it's about the way you believe you should act for yourself, for the tribe, the food that you believe you should eat, the things that you have been conditioned to consume, the situations, the social situations where you're like, oh, I'm expected to have a drink here or I'm expected to go to this work morning tea and have a lemon slice or a, or a cake. You know, these are built in. They're things that we don't normally think about until we listen to this podcast or you're one of my clients. We don't really pay attention to this stuff. So we have to start identifying where is the automated built-in stuff to my life that I just assume is there because, because that's the way I was raised. And once you, once you know that question, that's when we want to start practicing no. But there's a really, really little specific little strategy that I want to share with you about saying no, right? So currently we're in a situation where it's hard to say no because we're risking social ridicule and out being outcast from the, the tribe. But the way that we want to start practicing, practicing this is firstly, you need to know what you're going to say. Two, know why you're saying it. Not just, don't just say it. There needs to be a reason. Number three is to make sure that you say it with I statements. I feel this way. I want to do this. I need this. And explain yourself. Then put a because, you know, because of ABC. Sure, we shouldn't have to do this with people. But the reality is we do. We've got to navigate these tricky social situations where we have to uh, be able to put a boundary in place and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, number four is to reassure that person that they can keep being themselves, that you're not judging them and that you just are trying to look after yourself, right? And number five when you're, is, is a little tip for when you're by yourself. It's that when you're by yourself, you want to write this stuff down. You want to write down, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Am I okay? Will I be okay if things are different? Because one of the uncomfortable things is that when we start changing our behavior, we don't feel comfortable because we're not a person that's done those behaviors before. So we need to create an environment where it's okay to feel uncomfortable and different and acknowledge that you might be a little sad about the fact you're not having the chocolate because the chocolate previously gave you comfort, right? So this is why it's hard to say no. And this is why we need to start practicing how to say no. And we need to do it in our own privacy for ourselves and putting boundaries in place because putting boundaries in place is a sign that you have self-respect and that you're not letting people or yourself violate things that are good for you. And maybe you're stuck in this, you've been stuck in this pattern for a very long time. So that means it'll take a fair bit of time to develop this practice. And so I want you to do exactly that. Practice, 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 practice. Know what you're going to do before the situation comes along because trying to practice, it's like, you know, pick a sport. It's like being on game day with no training and no preparation. You're going to suck. That's the reality. So you want to be prepared before that begins so you can start navigating this conversation, these people, these foods, these drinks, these emotions in a way that's like, all right, I've never done this before, but I do feel like I've got an idea of what's going to happen. So I know what I'm going to say. I know why I'm saying it. Um, I understand that there'll be a little bit of discomfort because I might be sad about not, not having that experience anymore or risking being judged by the group, but this is what I'm going to do. And of course, there's another a little quick tip which is to totally attach yourself to a completely different group of people. But you also need to develop the muscle and the ability to put boundaries in place for yourself because if you don't, you will be taken advantage of and violated everywhere you go. It doesn't matter what values the group have. All right. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you being here. If you've enjoyed this episode, you know the deal. 
share it with a friend, share it in social media, uh, give us a rating or review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Uh, you can do five stars on Spotify these days as well. So I would love to see uh, you share that there. Thank you. Appreciate you. You're amazing. Without you, this wouldn't exist. So you're a winner. <laughs> anyway, gang, I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.